All right. Welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life, the home edition. I am your host, Rich James. And today's Rich Life recent events, um, Louisiana announces police reform in the wake of Breonna Taylor's shooting. Which, which is good. They're changing some of their, their laws, so that's a good thing to see. Um, Monty, did the did Taylor family receive a settlement? I think they did, right? Yeah, the settlement was for $12 million, I do believe. Right. Oh, no, I, now it, I think the reform is probably the more important thing, um, but, you know, they, money always seems to drive folks to do some things differently. Also, in recent uh, events, the Western Wildflowers uh, smoke has reached the East Coast, and Will Smith and the owners of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mansion are offering Airbnb to customers to stay in the legendary home. So so how about that, Monty? You're going you're gonna to go stay in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mansion one day? Yeah, when it's a cure. <laughs> I, I hear, right I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> I'm going to be right. right here. I did want to know. I don't know where the house is because I never knew where they should they they uh, actually filmed the show. So I was wondering if it was in California, in, in actual California. So that's worth the trip. Question. I would love to stay there. If it's only thirty dollars too, then I can go. You know, take a plane, right? Go stay right. there, get in that pool, play around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, may, maybe one of our viewers could uh, could let us know exactly where the, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was actually shot. Was it actually in uh, in California or, or somewhere else? I know they had a studio they... where they actually shot the show. I think the house right. was just like the makeup of, you know, this is where they look. It looks like they live. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't think they actually shot the show in the house. Okay. All right. So that's what's happening in uh, Living a Rich Life recent events. I say we go ahead and get this thing started. So here on Living a Rich Life talk show, we intend to inform, inspire, and remind each other of the importance of living a rich life through six principles. That's good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. And with that being said, let's talk about it. We have a very special guest here today. Um, I've, I've known her for quite so many times, quite so many times, you know. Um, she is a former junior high school teacher, currently an attorney in New York, a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Um, as a lobbyist, she represented diverse clients in industries from technology, telecommunications, education, finance, real estate, hospitality, transportation, and the arts and a partridge in a pear tree. Wow. <laughs> she is passionate about the arts and entertainment and is the author of To Whom Much Is Given, which we will get into. Please welcome the talented, intelligent, and lovely Miss Cecilia T. Capers. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it is, it is my pleasure. Um, I, I've been doing some research, and for those that don't know, uh, like I said, me and Cecilia go back, and um, I always like to follow some of my former classmates and see what they're doing, and, you know, she also gives me some praise on the show, so I said, you know what, let's let's get out there and, and introduce you to the world on this platform that I have here on Be Exposed Radio. So first and foremost, Cecilia, how are you doing 
during these these changes and challenging times with COVID and everything? Just how are you doing in general? <laughs> um, by the grace of God, trying to stay very positive, trying to stay very directed in thinking of what to do after COVID. Uh, I think that's that's kind of the mindset a lot of people are. I'm trying to be in that realm and doing a lot of work from home. Uh, it's it's it is challenging because you're 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 waiting for this thing to be over, but we're not sure what the timetable is in the universe for this. So I'm I'm on that one day at a time, try to be as positive as you can be and just look forward to the future. That's my mindset right now. Okay, well that's a good mindset to have. I think during this time, definitely planning is is very important. Again, not to just be mm-hmm. you know stagnant and and just hey, it is what it is, so to speak. So I, I appreciate that. So let's talk first and foremost about to whom much is given. So okay, I, let's, shameless, let's... shameless uh, plug for the you know the printed copy. Uh, to to whom much is given? Wow, that's I'm going to mm. try to be as loyally as possible and, and give it all in a nutshell. Um, this started as a idea that popped into my my head. It, I always say the stories come to me and if you ever have a chance to like we'll we'll follow up with me putting the links maybe Mm -hmm. online of shooting the video uh for this which is a component um it came the story came to me and i decided i'm in the middle of my career i'm working for a huge law firm in new york city um one of the one of the big global Mm -hmm. um law firms and I went through a burnout period. I had worked as, as a teacher. I had done political campaigning. I've done, I did a lot of things. And I was working in government, went from there to being a lobbyist and was lobbying the New York City Council. We, we did upstate and we also did downstate. And I'm walking through the corridors of, of City Hall and, and meeting and greeting all these electeds and advocating for all of these folks. And I, my heart just wasn't filled. you know. As a, as a law student, especially when you go to law school, the, the whole idea that is implanted in you even before you get there is, I want to work for one of the big boys. One day I'm going to have like one of those great business cards that show that I work for <laughs> one of the 800-pound gorillas in the room. You know, my family and my friends are going to be, you know, impressed and happy for me. And I'm working on, you know, the 25th or 26th floor. And my direct view was the Chrysler building. I worked right mm. across from Chrysler building. And I'm like, this is what we aim for. And I just felt empty. I totally felt empty. Um, And I walked away. I resigned and decided I was going to do a whole eat, pray, love um, aspect of my life where, uh, yeah, I was, I, you know, thank God. And maybe we'll touch on this later in the conversation about being in 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 a financial position where, thank God, I could liquidate some assets. And I took a year off from work, which is wow. something everybody can do. Is I stopped my career. So many people were like, are you crazy? You're a lawyer. You're not supposed to do these kind of things because you could sandbag your entire future. Because someone's going to ask on the resume, what's, what's this gap? I said, I'm just going to do me for a while. You know, I have to explore that part of me I left behind in college, which was that I was, I went in as pre-med, ha, 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 you know, I washed out completely by the time we got to chemistry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. 
we were in, we were in AP bio and 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 all those classes together. Mm. And I stopped that, and I got on. I, I ended up becoming an English major with a religious studies minor, and was in the theater department and had an opportunity to go go to USC Film School after I graduated, and turned down that offer. And mm. you know, speaking on spiritual things of of how life works, some things can't let you go. So right. that was something that that in my life, maybe that was part of an anointing that I was supposed to have. I turned it down, but then it came back to me more than a decade later of me leaving a job I thought would give me happiness, writing, starting to write a book. And, you know, down in, in your area, in the Gaithersburg area, like making legs of lamb and, you know, pasta sauce and writing a book during, you know, during the day. Lo and behold, you know, skip ahead a few years later, I went back to work, uh, decided to leave another law law firm, um, a law, legal job, not at a firm. I was working for one of the biggest unions in New York City. And I said, wow, um, this isn't making me happy either. Okay. Went back into the retirement account, finished off the book, and thank God, had a, a community around me that all originated from Malvern High School, which was Deidre Ramsey, who became Deidre Ramsey McIntyre. She heard about me doing the book years earlier. And she was on board and was like, you know what? Why don't we publish this together? Why don't we do this as an indie? Don't shop an agent. Don't do a deal. Just let's work on this together. She became my, um, my editor. And I was, you know, mailing her stuff back and forth. Um, she brought in uh, another Lakeview, which is our our old our old neighborhood, Lakeview Malvern person, which was uh, Charles Winslow, uh, who, lo and behold, was a NFL and a celebrity photographer. Like he's photographed, he's photographed Beyonce. It's like amazing. And he got on board and said, you know what? Um. I'll do the book cover. I'll help you with the photo shoot to do the cover. And it started becoming very organic and super creative. And when you look at the book cover, you'll see that these are not people who, you know, we kind of like cut and paste and threw together. These are actually actors that right. we went out and hired and shot the book cover. And then they also were actors in the, the live action book trailer. A lot of people at that time were doing book trailers to do promos, especially if they were indies, because they wanted to get their name out there. They needed to push their product. What we ended up doing was scripting a trailer, and that's what led to the book. Uh, led to that. So, 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 that, see, that see, let all me of it in a nutshell. Let me tell you. So, I want folks to know that the trailer is good. It is really good. It is really good. It's almost like a. It's almost like a little, like a short movie. Like a, you it know, is. I mean, it's 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 really good. Um, which more importantly, just so that you know, um, when I have authors on the show, I expect uh, and like to receive a signed copy. Wow. <laughs> we oh, keep God, it, look you up with that. Yes, we keep it real organic and and real on here, right? <laughs> and I don't super organic. Yep, and I don't mean uh, thanks for the support. Rich, I mean, like, like you know me, like, like I, like you know me. You know what I mean. So, okay, but now tell us the title. Um, how did you? Well, I mean, because you know, there's usually a process of what mm -hmm. the title represents. 
um, you know, to whom much is given. How did you come up with that title? Man, you, you have me feeling like if I'm a, like an old DJ, like, let me start digging in the crates, <laughs> blow the dust off, and then start spinning. Because I can't remember where, where that came from. Um, I, get, I, I guess the title also chose me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I can say, the title had a lot of relevance to what I was trying to show in the book was everyone asked me who was the character loosely based on me because she is an attorney who, you know, she, she hits that 30 something wall of, you know, am I happy with this? I set up my life perfectly. She's also a gal that grew up in the suburbs, uh, you know, had her, her ups and downs in the, you know, the family process, you know, thought she had the idyllic family and then they split apart. Doesn't really get along with her sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has this other life that is that on paper and in the bank account is, is like fantastic. It's enviable, but she's thirsting for more. And this guy from her past who she was in a love relationship with in law school uh, comes back into her life at this particular time when she's in this great relationship, thinking that she might end up getting married to uh, this, this, man who's a NFL player who came from a very influential family from the South. Didn't really want him to play football, but he followed his dreams. And there's a lot of back and forth of, do you go to what the future is with uncertainty, or do you rely on your past and try to rekindle things that you may have made a mistake over and see if that is really your destiny? And that was kind of like, process of the book and maybe that was subconsciously what I was working through am I going to forge forward or am I going to cleave somewhere to the past and see if that was really where my life should have been ah, well, I gotta say that the title alone um, it, it's, it's, it's very intriguing it definitely gets your attention so again for those that are watching and just tuning in we have Cecilia T. Capers attorney and author and she was sharing um, her thoughts on how she came up with the name "To Whom Much Is Given." So let's 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 keep it going. How do you balance, um, you know, being an attorney and and being an author? And then the follow up to that is, you know, we we want to know if there's other books coming. So <laughs> first I want to know that question too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh, I wanted to write more. And that's the thing was that I started out as a theater kid. I was always in the theater. I I always liked music and theater. And going to the balance issue, uh, I wanted to write and I wanted to do all these explorations. But as a lawyer, a lot of these things get in the way. Because to be really good at your craft, as a lawyer, you have to dedicate an extreme amount of time to be good at being a writer, you you know, a lot of people woke up at one point when I started writing in the early, um, or I would say around mid 2000s to present, there were a lot of people who the indie book craze like just skyrocketed. And people were doing, literally, they were dropping a book once a month. Once, you had yeah, some authors, yeah. and some of the quality was quite highly questionable. Um, some of it actually made it urban fiction was huge and I had to as with the balance thing 
I have I have to make a choice. Am I going to be a, good at being a writer full time? And I wasn't very eager to be a starving artist. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you're like thinking about retirement and other life goals and and things that you want to explore in, as creative. So I went back to work. So for me, I haven't written anything hardcore in terms of the creative in a while. Um, Lately, because of COVID, I've started to be able to balance because I'm home, Mm -hmm. uh, working from home. So sometimes, you know, I could be reading a contract at 11 o'clock at night. And those who know me know that's not odd. And at 1130 at night, I could transition from that. And I'm I'm working writing song lyrics because I started a few years ago dabbling with song lyrics and working with a relative of mine who was creating beats and we were like dabbling in a lot of stuff. So I actually went back to song lyrics. But so to go to the heart of the questions, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. If you want to be good at anything, it takes commitment and you have to come kind of figure out what's that balancing at? How am I going to do this and not rob one thing of quality because I want to like excel and go ahead. Okay. So the long story short, it's not out of the question for for another book. That's that's kind of what I got from that. <laughs> there is a sequel. This book is was not uh, intended to be just one. It ends on a cliffhanger, and it ends on a cliffhanger because while I was writing this one, I was actually writing chapters for this, the 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 next book. Okay. And when I wrote this book, I was developing characters. It's it's strange. I, it's like you're thinking like a theater like TV person where what can spin off of this? So I had characters in this book who could have easily be spun off into their own independent um, book. And one of the things, because I love politics so much, was that there was a there was a subplot in here, not to give away much, of how one of the main characters was somehow tied in to a woman who husband was being groomed to be to run for president Mm. so there was a lot of like things that i was setting up and i had to work through and there's a possibility there's like at least another two books that can come out of this one okay okay so so you mentioned a a word there so politics right so (laughs) you are (laughs) (laughs) easy peasy easy peasy so you are a a, a member of alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated And, um, you know, uh, Kamala Harris is uh, the candidate for VP for the Democrats. Um, share with those that's watching, um, what, what's your thoughts on that? How do you feel about that? Well, as, as a soror, and she, she actually, look, we got to pay homage. Um, she, she did pledge Alpha Chapter for our organization because a, Alpha Kappa Alpha, for those who may not know, has the distinction of being um, the first gra- black Greek letter organization um, in the w- entire world. And it was started at Howard University in 1908. So as a, as a person who's doing first, my soror, uh, I think she's doing well. I think people have to get to know her. I think the mere fact that she pledged AKA and that she w- she actually went to Howard University shows that she wanted to tap in to understanding her background, her culture, her people. Uh, I think people need to take time. I think 
to know her in that respect and not just to look for identifying her through the the sound bites that are going because we live in a very you know quick sound bite um Facts. two second summary of your life and everyone knows you based on on that without really delving into the, the depths of who you are and then and and going on there so for for that I applaud her I'm so proud of what she's doing I think she's representing an organization and her and her her people very well. Um, I just wish I would see more of her and, and let people have an opportunity to, to ask her those probative questions mm-hmm. so that she can give people that aspect of what it means to be a historically black college grad and what it means to be identified as a woman of color that comes from a line of more than 100,000 women who've come through that process. Right. I, I think the one thing that you pointed out there was the, the sound bites or the clips that whether mm-hmm. it's social media, mainstream, what, whatever it is, I think folks tend to capture just that small piece, mm-hmm. right, rather than take the time. I, I'm a firm believer in that people change. I, I am a product mm-hmm. of change in myself. So I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out, um, you know, because we're not going to always agree on everything with folks do or have said, or even, you know, currently, but coming to a medium that is best for moving, whether it's the country forward, moving, you know, the, the black community forward, that's really what folks are looking for. So that's, that, that's definitely a good point. I, I thank you for pointing that out. Um, I won't ask you who you're voting for. <laughs> no, we will never ask that. <laughs> never, never. That's, that's something that we just, we just don't do. Um, so tell me about some folks that, and inspire you, right? So uh, again, we, we have a history, uh, a very long knowledge of knowing each other. Um, tell us, and, and those watching, who, who inspired you to become the person that you are today? Well, first and foremost, you have to always think the creator from, from which you've come. You know, you're, you're here for a purpose. Everybody um, was given to their parents on, on a loan. You know, they're the vehicle that brought you here, but 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 inspired by God, because you have to always look to that life force or else even when everything else in the world kind of feels like it's let you down or abandoned you, that's who you have to look to. I, my parents, my parents played a tremendous um, part of my life. And just a total sidebar, my father was an extremely strong influence on my life. And a lot of times women say, well, was their mom, my father, you know, I look like him. A lot of times my mother is always referring to talk like him. And I'm like, wow. Uh, but he played that huge present. And, and as a, as a woman of color, it, I didn't appreciate that until I got only maybe two or three years ago. And I realized how, how dynamic, how blessed that is to, to, to be able to say that when so many Women have not had that gift. And he died, unfortunately, believe it or not, he died a few days before my LSAT scores came back. Mm -hmm. And that solidified me knowing I needed to go to law school because I was teaching at the time. And that's why I always look at him as as an influence. Another another group of people I have to also rely on uh, are the teachers that we had in the Malvern School District. You know, God bless them. Uh, we we had a very, if 
and I'm gonna throw Rich into this because I almost feel like I have to interview him. We we came up in a in a in a community where um, Dr. King walked our streets in the '60s and helped for the integration of Malvern School District. Um, Lakeview was this enclave where um, a lot of African Americans of middle class of working class backgrounds they came to because they came out of the Brooklyn and the Queens and the Bronxes and they wanted to give their kids this very suburban life. And we were blessed. We were extremely blessed to grow up in an environment where, you know, people literally knew your name as you walked the streets. Mm -hmm. Um, You could leave your bike outside all night long. (laughs) You would still be there in the morning. Facts. Right. Yeah, you could leave your cars unlocked. Your door, we, you know how many times I came, went in the house, left the garage door open, and woke up the next morning, and my mother's like, "You left the house exposed the entire night." But no one would would intrude on you because we protected each other, we knew each other, and it was this model community of when we went to Malvern, it was fifty percent white students. 50% black students and we kind of didn't know that you know that time. wasn't the norm in the rest of the world like we right. thought it was paradise like you know the first authentic real authentic italian food that i ate was in little italy and at one of my one of my closest friends houses because their grandparents that were first uh, that were from italy were in the kitchen cooking and they put a plate of food in front of you and that's how this is how we live right, so that right. That environment inspired me. That that environment and the teachers like Sal Zaccaro and, you know, the late Andrea Lund and Mrs. Palmore, God bless their souls. These were amazing. I almost, almost feel like I want to cry a little bit because these were uh, amazing, uh, amazing teachers who uh, told you that you could do anything that you wanted in life. You weren't limited by anything. And so those are the people that inspire me. There's a lot of other people that, you know, inspired you later on in life that you'll never meet. The, the Michelle Obamas of the world, the, you know, the Beyonce's, uh, even, even me looking at, you know, I love fashion, looking at crazy Karl Lagerfeld. These are people that inspire me for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. But I draw from a large toolbox. Right. And I, cool. I, I draw from that only because of where we grew up. Because we were told that we can look at everything in the world and use that and not be limited by the gender or the race or the culture that you came in. That 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 is a that is well said. I, you use all the tools in the toolbox, and and absolutely, you you named quite a few of our teachers that are no longer with us that definitely shaped us. You know, our, our parents, and first and foremost, again, our teachers. So that that is definitely a point, and. I'm I'm glad you shared it. I'm getting a little emotional myself. Yeah, I, 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 it, it, it hits you like these. Were, oh, and what what is so crazy was when we were there, they were so young and we didn't realize it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They they were they were a lot of them were kids themselves. Right, right. Um, so, question: um, Andrea says, where can we purchase? I guess where can you purchase the book? It is it is available on Amazon. Um, I have printed co- only a limited printed copies, but I believe, and I'll I'll 
try to connect that online with with contacting mm. also Deidre Ramsey McIntyre. Um, you can go onto Amazon and just type in my name to whom much is given because there are several books um, with the title to whom much is given. But that's why we did it to um, who much is given a novel. Just my name and Amazon. You can actually download it to any of your mm. devices, whether it's at Kindle or um, the Nook. I don't even know if the Nook still exists, but <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll figure out we'll we'll, we'll figure it out e e either way. So, what do you have in store? What what's the next chapter look like for uh, <laughs> Cecilia T. Capers? What does that next chapter look like? Wow, wow. Well, uh, the the no the all no COVID uh, in in existence kind of life, but even if so, uh, I want to continue um, writing music. I like music. Music is a huge part of my life. I just wish I never stopped taking structured lessons. So I want to do that. Uh, I do want to sit back down in front of my laptop with Final Draft and. Uh, work on uh, a pilot that I thought of that I choked around with some friends at work. Um, shout out to the the BGC. They know who they are, uh, as well as a, a lot of other people who support me in the workplace that want me to um, continue writing. So I think continue writing, traveling. I, I love going overseas. Uh, I always tell women the best part of life is you should go overseas because It'll expand your mind in ways that staying here in the U.S. can. And actually just being a, a, a much more giving and productive person in my community and society, I would love to do more with not-for-profit outreach, um, working with small businesses, because that's one of my passions is seeing um, businesses develop, see, seeing especially women develop businesses in things that, that they're passionate about, whether it's hair care products or it's media, um, just doing a lot of that and, and still being a person who can grow in the law because one of the reasons I became a lawyer was that was never my dream job. Um, that what was, said, what was your dream job? Wow. My dream job always was to be um, a doctor. Oh. I screwed up the math part of it and the chemistry. Or to do something in the arts, do something journalistic, writing. So I didn't fall that far. You know, I, I ran from it and pulled me back. I ran from it and pulled me back. So um, law was something to fall back on because as coming as a kid from Malvern, you had to do something productive. Either you, I was going to go to B school or I was going to go to law school. And I picked law school because that was the, the best way that I could use the training to do a multiple number of things. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we got some folks chiming in. Oh, wow. <laughs> they said, um, people definitely change and we have to look at the larger picture when moving forward. Do, do you agree with that statement? Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. People change. And in, and the sidebar and always in politics, is that people have platforms. Um, for her, and I, I'm gonna speak only briefly on it, keep in mind, she was a prosecutor. She, she prosecuted, and your job is to uphold the law. So 
if you're doing that level of work, you're not always going to have people loving what you do because you to do that kind of job effectively without being either voted out or run out of town, you have to prosecute. You know, people just feast on the word that I'm saying. So she did what she had to do. Her taking the leap to go into being a senator meant that now she had to put on her cap to be an advocate in a lot of ways against what she did in her past life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's for all of us. Sometimes what we're doing in our present life is so contra to what we were in our past life that some people say, well, now I'm seeing two different people. Mm -hmm. And you're not being two-faced. You're just showing that just like you saw those pictures that we saw in, in school and biology, the evolution of man. Okay. You're right. going from, from one state that might have been almost to a, for lack of a better term, the knuckle dragger to the upright man. Right, and we're right. all going through that process so that we can get upright. She has gone through that process. So understand she has changed and evolved. And, and God willing, we all get to live a long life to do that, too. Yeah, facts. Uh, facts. I, I like to believe that I'm one of those products of change. And that's why I'm such a big advocate. Um, again, the, the, the principles, as I say, what living a rich life is. Um, I, I was not always recognizing those and, and a lot of bad behavior allowed me to, to, to do some things that was, was wrong and, and damaged some relationships. It damaged my financial well-being. Mm -hmm. um, it damaged a lot of things. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, I love my life now. It's a still, I'm still growing and learning. And that's pretty much what, what the show is about. The evolution of, of mm -hmm. an individual changing and, and just really trying to inspire someone else. So hopefully those watching, you're inspiring. We're inspiring you to, to listen identify that people can change um going from uh if you're in a position where you're unhappy with anything um you, you make a change until you get to that mm -hmm. point so that's that's we, we appreciate you sharing that that story um do, do you have a favorite author let's let's do you have a there's a lot out there oh boy we did a Next lot of question, reading. <laughs> <laughs> we question. did a lot of we did a lot of reading in uh in, in Malvern. So Oh my gosh. Um shout out to wherever she is in, in the universe, Mrs. Shapiro, who I had the pleasure of having three different I think I had her in eighth grade, eleventh mm -hmm. and twelfth for AP English. Um yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I'll, you'll all, you're always going to say Tony Morris. You're always going to say, you're always going to say Maya Angelou. You're always going to, you know, you got to, you have to acknowledge the greats. That's like, that's like asking me a music who, who my favorite artist is. Um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna vary. Um, oh my gosh. That's the one, the toughest question. Yeah. Um, so it's not, not just one. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Nikki Giovanni. Yes. I, I had an opportunity to meet her um, back in the day. So that was, um, and I got a signed copy. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and see, that's, that's what makes it hard for me is that um, my mother's oldest sister, my aunt and my cousin, God rest her soul, to Leothi Owens Miller, they owned one of the first um, independent multicultural bookstores in Brooklyn. Okay. And it was calling Kiru Books. And it, for some of those who might know Brooklyn back in the day, it was on St. Mark's Place. And 
when my aunt retired, she sold the store to Most Def and Talib Kweli. And Talib worked in the store. And I used to go, I used to be getting off the train from law school to meet my mom to, to drive home. And Talib would be at the door, near the door at the counter serving customers. And when he was done, he would go right back to writing his lyrics. Mm-hmm. And through that store, um, I was able to like, like, oh my gosh, Alice Walker, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. Tony Martin, like all of these authors would make a stop through there. And so I grew up with this huge literary um, understanding. I grew up with like a ton of books in my house where sometimes I had duplicate copies. I was giving them away to friends. So that's why it's so hard for me because part of my life is tied up in the the African-American literary tradition. Right, right. What I like to ask is my guest, because I I believe everyone has a superpower. Everyone has a superpower. (laughs) Right, we're gonna get comical, right? The comic books. Let's talk about that, right? I believe everyone has a superpower, right? Tell us, Cecilia, what is your superpower? Woo. I could I can make it easier for you. I'll go first. Please, please. Okay. My superpower is uh, I've come to realize connecting people. Um that that's my superpower, connecting folks mm-hmm. in different areas. Um, for different reasons, and and folks generally tend to gravitate to me, so that's that's my superpower, being able to connect people. And again, it was an evolving process, but where I'm at right now, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. So that's my superpower, connecting. That's people. a beautiful superpower because, yeah. in uh, especially among you know our generation, you, it's good to bring people together, and you know. Sometimes we talk about people who play hate and do stuff. What my thing is, if the the most inspiring thing is when you can put two or three people together and they create something and that grows the the positive energy and that grows the environment and that 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 allows people to work and live their dreams. So, well, I think to that one of my superpowers is that I I like to be sympathetic and empathetic. Like I'm I like I try to work walk in other people's shoes. Okay. And I was having a conversation with my mother the other day about um, transgender and LGBTQ persons. And I said, I don't, I don't know that life, but I walk in, I can walk in the shoes of that life by taking some of my experiences and transferring it to that and understanding why these people need, need love and compassion and an advocate. And or looking at a person, I'm, I may not be 80 years old yet and living by myself, but I can be an advocate because I can empathize with a person who's that age and alone and, you know, living on a fixed income. So I'm going to fight for, legis- you know, I'm going to fight right. with my electors for like legislation to help people like that. And I think that's my superpower. Oops, sorry, I kicked the stand. <laughs> okay, okay. Question, someone asks, what advice do you have for young writers? Excellent, excellent question. That's an excellent question. They beat me to the punch. Um, th- don't let anybody steal your joy. Mm. Um, I'm gonna need you to say that again. That's 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 something I say. Don't let don't let anybody steal your joy. Um, it's easy to get discouraged, and you know it's easy for people to say your idea is not gonna go anywhere. It's not gonna go 
it's not going to come to fruition. How do you know you'll be successful? Well, how do you know if we're going to wake up tomorrow morning? It, you, you, you walk in faith. And, you know, the old folks used to like to say, and, and John P. Key sang it well in one of his songs, we walk by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk in faith. Rely on people that are willing to help you. Um, have a spirit of discernment to the people who are trying to distract you from uh, moving ahead. Uh, pray for that. You know, that's, I think that's one of the strongest things that you can have as any successful person. Pray for that spirit of discernment between those people who are going to be on your side and those people who are going to be dis- detractors. Um, and most of all, learn your craft. Um, mm. I'm, say, I'm that, say that pro- one again. Say that one learn, again. Learn your craft. Um, <laughs> I'm very pro putting the time in. Get a book. If you can't get a book, um, also a, a friend of mine on the West Coast, he said, you want to get better at at um, writing song lyrics and, and, you know, picking up the guitar again or the piano, go on Udemy and, you know, check them out and look at the online classes. Um, shout out to Matt on the West Coast. Um, so uh, take that time. If there's nothing wrong with learning and you might find out that through the learning that you you open up avenues of things you didn't even think you were gonna, you, you might start, you know, learning to, wanting to write creatively and find out that you might have a skill being a journalist because you've tapped into something else. So learn spirit of discernment. Don't let anybody steal your joy. Okay. Okay. That, 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 that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, tell us what's the, what, what's, so what's, what's a day look like for Cecilia Capers, right? When you wake up in the morning, tell us what your day is. <laughs> tell us what your day is. I'm, I'm going to put this joke in for all the fr- the friends who know me and know me well. It usually starts with cleaning something. And uh-huh. they, they, know I'm, they know I'm not kidding with that. It usually starts with something, cleaning something. And that's the inside joke. Um, it, my my days, my pre-COVID days, usually in the office. Um, I hate to say it. I, I, I love reading contracts. Um, my day could go from anywhere on a normal day as a lawyer with the kind of work I do. Um, it could start with a, with a meeting. It could end up with me in an office writing legislation. Um, it could end up with me jumping from legislation to like reading multi-million dollar project contracts. Somewhere in there, I'm laughing at a young woman by the name of Holly of who I said I would shout out to or laughing with Priscilla about something related to work, but it's it's just because we love our job, so we laugh about it a lot. Um, and it usually ends with me um, being on social media, talking to friends and loved ones and um, checking on folks. Okay, during this, during this time, right? Okay, yeah. You definitely gotta, you gotta check on folks um, because you never know what's what's going on so you mentioned that you love to travel mm-hmm. um, I, I, i'm a i'm a traveler myself tell us uh, tell I, us obviously yes <laughs> <laughs> tell tell us uh, some of your favorite places that you, you you like to like to travel or have travel everybody who knows me knows the l word london um ah. i loved it so much that i actually even went over there and had a bracelet engraved at selfridges 
anybody who knows knows London, you, there's Harrods, there's Selfridges. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a both girl. So I had actually a bracelet in, um, engraved with nylon, which is nylon is New York London. Because um, in my dreams, if I ever had enough cash, um, I'd be living my my three places. Um, L.A. as long as they don't burn it down, New York as long as we don't as long as we don't shoot it up, and London as long as like I can have enough tea to enjoy life. I love London a lot. There's something about that place that just touches me. I love garage music or garage, as they say. I love grime. Um, I like their musical styles, their energy, their vibe. So London is always a place that I feel like I just walk the streets like I'm in New York when I'm there, and I've only been there once. Um, but I, I love Switzerland. Switzerland, there's something about that place that it was long overdue. I should have been there about 10 times already because the woman that I'm named after lives there. Um, but I love it because it just, there's something fresh and crisp and beautiful about it. It feels like you're literally on top of the world. So Caribbean, half of my family is Southern, half is Caribbean. So I got to give shameless plug to Barbados. Um, so those are my, <laughs> I, I liked it. I was scheduled to go to Barbados, um, to, to celebrate my birthday, the 13th uh-huh. to the 20th. Um, I, I did, I, my, my oldest brother, he is, um, uh, doing some research on the, the whole thing, um, to find out exactly, uh, some of the, the history of, of the family. So apparently I got, wow. some- so we might be, end up being related, um, some and, form of and- fashion. <laughs> In some form of, look, let me tell yeah. you, um, one, one day I'll tell you the story of how I was sitting in an airport um, going to a girls' work week in an ATL and looked at a guy who I, I, I looked at my cousin and was like, wait, this guy could be my father's illegitimate son. It was a joke. <laughs> and then lo and behold, because the, the, the ethnic, the features were so strong, he reminded me of my father and my people from Charleston, South Carolina, lo and behold. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we struck up a conversation and he was going to the family reunion that I was skipping. He was related to me. Wow. But the the features were so strong for my family line that I could pick, that I literally picked him out and called him right. So we we could be related. We never know. (laughs) (laughs) This is facts. This is facts. This is absolutely true. Oh. So one of the things I like to do, I also like to play a little game. Right? Oh no, there's a game. <laughs> there's a game. Nothing, nothing too hard. Nothing, nothing, nothing too hard. But I, it kind of likes to smooth things out. Level set. So it's called either or. Ooh. I'll give you two choices, and and you have to tell us what you what you think. Okay. Okay. All right. So email. Well, let's, let me start over. <laughs> Text message or phone call? Ooh. And 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 oh, let me add it to you. You gotta oh tell us, you gotta tell why. Phone call or text message? Either or. Ooh, text. Text. Why text? That's a, that's a problem. I know, yeah, because we came from the, the, the generation <laughs> where you had to turn the dial on the phone. Exactly. You know, we were the tail end of that era. Um just makes it just makes text it easier. Because you can, text because you can say some off the wall crazy stuff, and I tend to be. People think I'm, you know, can be very buttoned up, 
But if, if we in a good text conversation, I'm going to say some like, I'm going to say some fried chicken and collard greens kind of stuff. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Email or a handwritten letter? Ooh. Well, you know what I'm supposed to say, but I'm going to still say handwritten letter. Oh, okay. No, no. Tell us, tell us why. That makes sense. Because then I know you took the time and you actually have good penmanship and I'm a former <laughs> teacher. So I'm going to, I'm going to like critique on like, I'm going to turn it like this. Like, uh, you just have no clue how to hold a pen. <laughs> oh my goodness. That, that, now that's, that, that's funny. That's, that's, that's funny. Oh, okay. Now this goes back to, again, just level setting time frames. Pepsi versus Coke. Pepsi or Coke? Oh, come on. They, they, there's no choice. There's no choice. <laughs> Um, shout out to the the stock ticket symbol KO. I'm going with Coke. Okay, okay. Oh, you see, that's that's the answer there. You got you got stock in it. You, you got stock in it. All right. Uh, Netflix, Netflix or Hulu? Ooh. I think um, I'm gonna pick next Netflix because the 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 lawyer the 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 intellectual property studied entertainment law and law school person was like, yo, I am getting real colloquial. Yo, they cut better deals. <laughs> Netflix cuts better deals. That at least that's what I'm seeing so far. And they, they actually thrown um, a decent amount of cash uh, behind promoting melanated, mm. melanated artists. So I'm going for that. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> this is, this is true. This is true. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, we're gonna we're gonna give you the we're gonna give you the last one. I was trying to get a, a really good one for you. Yeah, I want a juicy one. Juicy, juicy. Oh, you 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 want a juicy one? Yeah, juicy one. Let me see. This might not be a a, a juicy one, but um, it's it's good. Republican or Democrat? <laughs> Either or. No, That's you know. Oh wow! <laughs> Boy, you better think fast. <laughs> Um, American. Oh, I like that. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's a that's an excellent answer. Excellent, American. excellent, excellent, excellent answer. Okay. So what I what I usually like to do is um, I, I part of my show is I like to ask my guests what does living a rich life mean to Ooh. them? Because um, again, it means many different things. Uh, I put it into six different areas categories and. In that order, as far as I'm concerned, what's what's important? Um, and again, for those watching and listening, it's good health, strong relationships, financial mm -hmm. freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. So uh, I'll ask the question to you, Cecilia, my good friend. Um, what does living a rich life mean to you? Ooh, first of all, um, uh, spiritual wellness, whatever your belief system is. Um, whether you believe in organized religion or not, um, I think spiritual wellness is first because if if your your temple isn't right, then you can't convey that to the world and you can't usher in any any light love and light to yourself. Um, I join you in the philanthropy. Um, I'm a believer in you, whether you're you're paying a church with a tithe or you're paying your community with with sweat equity or or real dollars philanthropy number one you know you're nothing without health 
and for a lot of us who are in the melanated communities, mental health. Um, I'm, mm. I'm an advocate of you got to work on that. And whether you go to, you know, see a psychologist or psychiatrist is no sin. You're actually going to be a better person at the end of the tunnel for doing it. Um, I, I'm also a big believer in economic um, empowerment and self-determination. Whether whether you're you're a four hundred one k up, as some people I like to to say, and and or or you're you're investing in a business in your community or outside of your community as a as a as your own micro tiny venture capitalist. That's also part of a rich life. But most of all, I think part of a, living a rich life is being able not to judge people. And mm. we all are hip. We we, we all can like criticize. Like I can say your shoes are ugly. That that, But that's not going to make, make me hate the person wearing the shoes. Um, so I think we got to get to a point, that, especially in the, the country and the world we're living in now, where we, we, we have to stop judging so much and start loving a lot more. Mm. Um, that's easy to say, you know, kumbaya, John Legend, imagine, you know, the world can live as one, but we got to start really doing that now more than ever. Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, so we got a question. How long did it take you to write your first book and what was your motivation to finish it? Oh, Ooh, that's a two part yeah, question. How, yeah. Yeah. How right. long did it take you uh, to finish? Ooh, um, I had got to dig back in there. I'm in, in the record crates again. Um, I started it over a one year period. That was my eat, pray, love, then stopped. And then when I think another another year long period inclusive of scripting the trailer, casting it, and um, sidebar drafting all the contracts that have to do with it. So I drafted all the all the the um, contracts. I drafted all the agreements for when we had the location. So it all of that together. Um, I guess I guess it was a two year process, and then they asked me what 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 motivated me to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't ever start don't start crap you can't finish because then you look kind of bad, and I didn't want to look bad to myself um, first and foremost. So, and the people that supported me in the process, you know, those were the second group. So, just if you're gonna get on the horse. You know, ride it unless he throws you in the river. <laughs> I tell you, you got some colorful metaphors. <laughs> I, I thought I was the class clown back in high school. What? I was the quiet member. I was real quiet back in the day. You, you, you uh, were very, you were very quiet. It was very quiet. Oh goodness. So, um, I'm, I was told to ask, say this. Uh, she loves London, but oh, needs, but needs to visit Florida. <laughs> okay. I, I know who know. that is. You know shameless that. plug. Shameless plug. She, uh, she, she's a a beautiful human being that I've known for many. I actually met her on my first job working for this this um, amazingly uh, small yet historic um, law firm that was partially founded by Haywood Burns. I'm giving everyone a history lesson to mm-hmm. Google who Haywood Burns was and um, Robert Van Leerup. And it was, she's an amazing uh, small business owner herself. 
Andrea, I thank you. I will visit Florida and I will also tell your daughter more about why she should um, support Neiman Marcus's uh, online site and look at more clothes. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Is that she needs to visit Florida. Tell her, so you're coming after the COVID. You're coming after, after the COVID. Is, after is the COVID. And mind you, I'm not a fan of Florida, but I'm going to do, I'll do it for her, her only. How, how are you not a fan of Florida? Mm -hmm. I had this conversation with, a, with, with another Malvern person the other day because I like Cali better. I have like folks and I spent time out there as a kid. Um, I don't know. And then that hanging chair thing, I'm sorry, I went there, yes. The hanging chair thing sealed the deal why this place was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. If, you if every, anybody remembers what the ha hanging chair was um, during George Bush's time, but yeah. Mm. So I, we got oh we got some folks here that um, oh, they went and purchased the book. So oh my gosh, thank you, yeah. and I'm sure Deidre thanks you too. And also plug to um, attorney Heather Powermore, who was also you know instrumental in in um, promoting the book and was part of the process along with like a, a ton of other beautiful people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, good old HP. Good old HP. All right, so let's let's uh, let's let's keep it going. I'm, I'm, oh, we, wow. we got a, we got a, we got a few more minutes. I'm in, I'm enjoying this. I, I really am enjoying All right. this. So we talked about the book, right? Um, and we did say that there's a a, a part two to it that's oh, wow. possibly coming. Do you, do you envision that happening in the next year or so? If I, out, if I can carve out the time, because I have, like I said, lawyering is, a, is one of those things where it consumes a lot of energy. And I, I, I am blessed to work with a lot of great people. Um, whew. So to, to be able to go back and write full time, I'm going to ha really have to uh, do some more time management and maybe hire a life coach to get me to do that. So plug to all the life coaches out there. Uh, oh. you, you, you need clients like me because when you're trying to do so much, somebody needs to kind of put it into focus. So God willing, I will be able to focus in on doing a part two. Okay. And you know, I, I am the networking guru, so I can definitely point you to a a qualified and um, fun life coach. Trust me on that. So we we <laughs> we could talk about that offline when we talk about getting my signed copy. Um, wow, he's gonna bring up all right. Shameless plug again <laughs> for this for this beautiful book that was done by Charles Winslow of also Malvern fame. I, I I love that fact that we kind of keep it uh you know keep it to keep it together i mean i've always been a component of you know black owned businesses and sh supporting um our folks and things of that nature so that's 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 a good that's a good thing that's a really good thing um so are there any if you could sit down with any other authors out there um who 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 would you who would you want to work with them you know because you have collabos in music you could probably collaborate with a an author and have a conversation and pick their brain. Um, you know, it's, it's a little different from the favorite author, but who would you like to sit down and have a conversation with? Ooh. 
wow. <clears throat> you like to ask these questions where I gotta like once again dig through the crates <laughs> of like who my 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 fans are. Cecilia, you are an attorney, so I expect quick answers on your feet. I know you're gonna give me a response. So I'm going to give you a response <laughs> and, and 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 my spirit tells me Michelle Obama. Mm. Mm, she's an okay. orphan. Uh, and what I and why I, and why I pick her is not only she's an orphan, she's also an attorney. Um, she's also a a woman who cares deeply about the world she lives in, beyond the partisan um, divisiveness that 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 politics that we're living in, and she's also a a woman of. It doesn't matter what covering she came in. She's just a, a woman of substance. And we have to get to a point in life where um, we also look for mentors and friends who don't always have to look at us because that that diversity creates a certain le level of synergy that allows us to all, all learn from each other different things at the same time. And I would pick her because of those reasons. Okay, okay. Question for you. Oh, these folks just keep coming in. Wow, that's good. It seems like you have achieved a lot of success. Like I got my glasses on. I still got to lean. That's a sign. Look, um, I, look I have mine. <laughs> right? Do you have any regrets? Um, so the question is, seems like you achieved a lot of success. Do you have any regrets? Ooh. Some people say they have no regrets. Like some people say... They've never had to ask God for forgiveness, hint, hint, who that is. But um, <laughs> some people who pay attention to what's going on, certain people have never asked God for forgiveness, and I find that wrong. But um, regrets? Regrets that I didn't spend more time with certain people who have become ancestors and transitioned already to the other side. That, those are one of my regrets, that I didn't take those extra few minutes Mm -hmm. to make that phone call. My my biggest regret is earlier in life, not challenging myself more. I'm a Virgo. Come on. I'm talking to you too. The right. Virgos, we're some of the most self-critical people on the face of the planet. We would, we'll be millionaires and, 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 and run, you know, presidents of, of the United States and still say, but I could have done that peace accord better. Um, <laughs> we will say that. So for me, yeah, I'm always going to... Um, I've always got to say I could have done certain things better, but the more most important things is that I should have taken more time to love some people more. Maybe I should have taken some more time to tell people that I loved and cared about them because um, if anything, we learned from Chadwick Boseman's mm. recent passing, um, time is not promised. And right. we don't know how long, even in our most gifted situations that we're in, how long we have to share that gift. So I, I I would not have squandered some of my opportunities in time the way I did. I would have uh, I would have um, risen to the occasion a little better and I regret regret that. Okay. Uh, all right. That's that's a uh someone mentioned so maybe you're familiar with these authors. Um Melissa Lawson and Dr. Marco Clark. Do those authors sound familiar to you? They don't, but maybe they should. Right, right. I always like to, you know, when, when guests 
put information out there. I always like to kind of jot it down and, and, and go back and look and see. So again, it's a, always a, a learning process. Um, from, and from please share opinion. why I, and if, and if the person can't, please share why I should have heard of it. Yes. So for those watching, uh, we've, uh, Miss Cookie made that comment. Melissa Lawson, Dr. Marco Clark, that name sounds familiar to me. I was never really a reader in, in back in back in the days. You, you, you do know that I was more uh, an athlete. You were track team hanging out with David Bradshaw. <laughs> David Bradshaw, you know, more so football and basketball. But yes, Dave, Dave Bradshaw, Charles Neal, the whole the whole. Oh, crew. what? Yeah. Yeah. That but is, that is always, but wait, I have to always let add in. You always fresh dress like a million bucks. <laughs> I, I tried. I don't know how well I did it, but I, I, I tried. May, may he rest in peace. You remember Julian? Julian was uh, the sharp dude. Oh, Julian, my gosh, Julian. Julian you, you, have, you have no idea. Julian was my was my childhood forever crush. I love <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so I have to get yeah, and, and the And the craziest thing, when I know how powerful life runs full circle, him and my father, without tipping the, the, the date, him and, and him and my father died days apart. And mm -hmm. so I got a double whammy when that happened. Right, right, right. And I yeah. was like, wow, it feels like my childhood is ending. But I took it and spun it into, it means that it's just that chapter is over and I have to move on to something else. But take what those two meant and transfer it to something else. Right. Facts. What what time is it in um, the West Coast? So right now it's 3.09. Right on the West Coast, all day. All day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to remember because, um, uh, anyway, okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it going because we're in a in a time zone difference. Ooh, um, so I, I'm getting oh man, and and Shay, I have to plug this. If anybody out there uh, is interested in like discussing this more and collaborating and talking about projects, whether it's, like I said, media-related, book-related, you know, I think in these times with what's going on with COVID, we got to be open to this because back in the day, it was, um, let's do lunch. Now we can't do lunch because we could give each other COVID. Right, right. <laughs> so now we got to talk online. So we need to use these vehicles, you know, uh, to to take what is negative and use it as a positive so that we can, so that we can start, you know, getting some more stuff going. Yeah, having the, the, the again, I think the technology is there to do a lot of this stuff now, um, and not really be in the presence. I think some folks are, are understanding that it's it's just really knowing how to move, how to use the technology, and, and folks getting together, et cetera, et cetera. The the one thing I I, I did want to know. So, where did you go to school? Where did you go to law school? Right? Because where did you go to law school? <laughs> That's why I said I'm a. Uh, I feel like I'm a hodgepodge of a lot of things coming together. Um, I went to a what I used to refer to as a country club kind of college up in upstate New York called Hobart and William Smith. For those of you who are into lacrosse, you know Hobart is like what was like legendary in like the lacrosse school world. Um, I went up there. It was an idyllic experience. Um, at a college on a lake. Um, mm. Then for law school, I went to um, Benjamin Cardozo School of Law, which is part of Yeshiva University. 
So shalom to ev everyone out there as well. Okay. Now you say you have a love for arts and entertainment. You mm -hmm. love you love music. Tell us a hidden talent that you have. Everyone has a hidden a hidden talent or or something. Wow, you want to hurt? You want the you, you want the one that's like not gonna scare people or the one that's like sounds like something I would say. <laughs> I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh, what movie? What boy. movie? No, no. Tell us a hidden folks talent. That, folks that know me know I can throw my voice in an operatic tenor and sing certain cuts of Handel's Messiah. Is that, is that, is that really true? That's really true. I can, I, I've known, it, it's a freakish talent that I've had for a very long time. And I, cause I always sang in choir, like in school and stuff. And I, uh, I, I did all the, like the choruses and the, and the music, all of that stuff, even in college. But yeah, I can throw myself like a male tenor and it's weird and I don't know how I do it. And I, my voice has dropped over the years because I had a much higher voice when we were in high school. But over the years it's dropped and it kind of helps me to like, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all we can say. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like I, I can actually mimic certain parts of, if you've ever listened to Handel's Messiah, I can just, I can, yeah, I can do it. Okay, okay. Tell us what's your greatest achievement to the to to this day, right? Me? I think you've 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 accomplished a lot. Uh, again, I've I've always had the eye, and I still have the eye of most of our right. high school classmates. Uh, you know, don't have to talk to each other all the time. Um, social media does allow you <laughs> yeah. to know where folks are, but I, I am connected to more than just one person, uh, pretty much all of our high school classmates, um, black and white, um, yes. connected to them one way or another. So, so tell me what, what's, you know, what's, what's some of your greatest uh, accomplishments, greatest achievements that you, you feel that, um, you want to share with us? Wow. Yeah, I'm not. Oh. I'm not. I I have no biological children. I'm not a mother, okay. uh, at, at at this stage in my life. But one of my greatest accomplishments was being being named as godmother for my two godsons. Shout out to Carl and Cole, um, and sharing in their lives, and they they've enriched me in incredible ways. So I guess it's it's. Being being big auntie to them is a huge accomplishment because it's it's amazing when you get to watch black males thrive. I have to throw that in there and seeing them become productive, happy, hopefully even more productive, happy people. So I count that as an accomplishment. I, um, being a, a, a daughter um, and, you know, those things, I, I guess those I'm. The older you, you know, when you're younger, I think you say things like, I'm glad I graduated from such and such. I'm, you know, my greatest accomplishment was getting that degree. I have no, I, no idea where my degree is in the house. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right, For right. Real, I have no idea where my, my law degree is. Not even like, you know, where, where you filed, um, they call it the scroll. I'm, I'm going a little off camera, but mm -hmm. that huge thing when you walk into a lawyer's office, 
Right, right. And you see that scroll. I have no idea where my scroll is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seriously. Like, but I, but, the, my accomplishments are like, you know, any anybody who puts their mind to it can get that materialistic stuff. Right now, I'm trying to focus on like, um, uh, my greatest accomplishment is being sane, being alive, um, mm. giving back to my world. I, I guess that because all guess. this other stuff, you know, I you love it. Like that. I, I'm going to tell you something, Cecilia. I could probably talk to you all day. The fact that you said that, right? I mean, greatest accomplishment. If if that was me, it it would not be. The, the, again, I don't even know where my undergrad. I don't know where my master's is. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what those things are. But what I will say is having the opportunity um, to repair some relationships that I have damaged as a result of some bad behavior. Those are those are the types of accomplishments um, that I look for in, in terms of the, my greatest things. Having the opportunity. And again, some folks, you know, you're not going to be friends with everybody. But for me to recognize I made a mistake, I've made a change, it, 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 it's okay. Yeah. And, you know, you just keep it moving. So I appreciate that, right? Because again, you know, you, you, you done wrote a book, you done, you're, you're an attorney, very successful from that standpoint, from a career wise, being able to move, again, being able to stop and not work for a year. Not everyone, not everyone can do that. Oh, that, that's a blessing. <laughs> right. Exactly. So your, your answer was definitely authentic, organic, and, and it gets no realer than that. Can I say that? Is that a word? Realer? You can look, hey, <laughs> hey, look, uh, when you get colloquial, you can make up whatever you want. That, oh, that's goodness. Even real. oh, goodness. So someone says, uh, oh, she talks in the best accents. <gasps> <That's>, <laughs> no, let, that, see, that was very organic. Yes. They I, letting I, all I, your I business out. I have some friends of mine who say that I miss my calling doing voiceovers because um I can't, I have to be in the mindset right now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mm -hmm. be able to I'm not gonna be able to do it the right way and for it to come out sounding right. right. But I can transition between doing like a Brooklynese act, like a heavy duty Brooklynese, switch over to like sounding like some form of a Caribbean person. Cause I never say I can do Patois or speak like Jamaican because uh, you have to have skill to hit that mark. But I can transition into doing uh, a British accent uh, pretty well. Um, yeah, okay. but can't do that right now because I'm on camera and I can I could like go between about three or four voices, maybe up to four or five if I'm in the right mindset. Gotcha. I know that that's understandable. Because uh, I, I I did take acting in undergrad. I did have people who say I don't know why you won't go and and pursue that. Right. And I was like, well, I'm a behind the scenes kind of gal. That was me for quite some time. But of course, you know, that was not always. How me, could that it? be? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Until someone's kept pushing me, pushing, pushing me. And then I, I landed here. So now I'm just causing heartache and pain in the entertainment is, uh, industry for, for my producer, Monty. He's, he's, a miracle, he's a miracle worker. I come up with some of this, the last minute stuff and some, somewhere, somehow, he figures it out. So whether it's sound effects or, or throwing a video up, um, which I will send a link to you that you could share and, and do it. Oh, awesome. Cool. Um, but yeah, and between him and my, my executive director, who really formulates things, kind of keeps me on my toes. You know, I've been celebrating the whole month. I've been celebrating. That's the way to do it. Virgos mm -hmm. never celebrate one day. 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, some things kind of went to the, I won't say went to the back burner, but I've definitely, on any other month I'm on top of. So um, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate these comments too. Someone's, oh, she can really sing. Um, okay. I got that. I, when you say stuff like that, I'll, I'll usually let my guests bust out a note. Um, I'm not gonna look. It, the one thing about any any good singer, whether you're talking to Streisand or any of those people, they say, "I'm never going to just sing on on request because you got to oil up your chords. Because if not, you crack, you sound like trash. It's like it's all over the place. So yeah, you can't just bust a move. Oh, okay, okay. That was if that was your craft, I would say yes, you can. But in this case. <laughs> We we will stay in our lane because I, I I do host this uh, event now. Sing it, Baltimore. Yeah, you do. Yes. You, you, you tell folk about that. And 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 it's 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 exciting. It's fun. Um, I have a good time with it. I'll hit a little note here and there, but I stay in my lane and I just host. I saw you doing a dance the other day on a clip, so I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, that's different. That's a little different. After a couple of cocktails, I might do a little dance. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. See here, someone says um, she has touched the world, the best in educating generations of students, which kind of, I can, I can see that, right? Given our history, the teachers that touched us. Oh my um, God, yes. Now let me ask you, so when you were teaching, did you kind of, in the back of your mind, think of the teachers that, you know, invested in us back in high school? Did that come into play? So I guess some of my old students would say I was hardcore and I was young and I was I was uh, very small and some of my students were sizably bigger than me and I wore high heels <laughs> to my detriment now that I can't wear I can't wear any like four inch or three inch heels anymore because I was so I was small and I wanted my the kids to kind of look up to me instead of me sometimes having to look look, look you know it was it was And then mm. the school the next day and say, my mom was there told me to apologize. They thought you won the kids. <laughs> wow. But um, yeah, I thought of all of those people because I was. I... So I can't hear you. Yes, yeah, yeah. I have no idea why you wanted me to mute. I don't know. The phone did its own thing. Can you hear me now? I I can hear you. You, you got a little lower, but I can hear you.
was a, there was a, a cruel in that school for um, Shoni Schomburg. Yes. Oh, she was my favorite. That was my favorite Spanish teacher. I always, oh my. She was a people like, if you could transfer her music now to the kids of today, they, she would have YouTube videos all on TikTok because she was just that way. Um, yeah. Those are the that I thought about because I realized they were the ones that helped me to get through college. And when I went to college, I went to college where a lot of kids went to prep school. And like mm-hmm. when I talk about prep school, these were people went to Miss um, Porter's school. People will know that that world. Um, Phillips Exeter, Andover, Choke, uh, uh, like those kind of kids. And I had kids who would come up to me who were from there and were like, um, what, what, um, what boarding school, what prep, you know, what prep school did you go to? And I was like, Malvern High School, public. Uh-huh. Right, right, um, no doubt. Cecilia, pick up your phone and then maybe put it back down because your 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 uh, volume is real low. Samsung man, because I said BlackBerry. Can you hear me now? Yes, that's that's a little better. That's a, that's a little better. Uh, I'm just saying. Of, so I, I thought of those those teachers a lot when I was um, with the kids, and I, I I'm still actually in touch with several of my former students okay. from back in the day who are now thriving and, and doing beautiful things. That's 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 good to hear. So any any last words that you want to share with folks that's watching and listening? Um I, I will say this has been a pleasure. You know, I, I spoke with uh Derek, uh, Derek Atkins. Yeah, I interviewed him uh, a couple of months ago and that was uh, a phenomenal and got lost. I got sidetracked with the time. Um it goes by too fast. I will say that it does my heart so good to talk to you. You're looking wonderful. Um, and I am very, I am very, very glad and proud to say I, I went to high school with her. And I want to wish you continued success in everything that you do, because I, I know that's all that's going to be there. So you want to share anything with the folks watching and listening? Uh, any any last words you want to put out there? Last words, last words. And, and, and it, it was a pleasure to go to school with, with you. It's a blessing that so many of us, including you, are still a part of my life because a lot of times people grow up, they move out of out of state, they they lose track. So social media has done a fantastic job of keeping us like we're still next door. Um, I think my last words um, is I I, I kind of can't speak about. I don't want to speak about myself. I kind of want to direct it to what we're dealing with right now in the world. Um, I think we're facing some enormous challenges. I think, um, you know, that statement, man makes plans, woman makes plans, and God laughs. We've gone far beyond that. Um, I think we're living in a time that can be extremely instructive, but also extremely destructive, depending on what role we take. Um, I want people, I I, I hope people will take what I say. and channel it to themselves. Look at their look at their kid when they walk into their room, who might be dressed in a, a superhero costume, and say, "You know what? You ain't got me Batman, but you know what? You could be the guy who writes the next comic, or you could be the guy mm. who one day becomes Batman on screen, the first black Batman, or the, the first Hispanic, or the first LGBTQ, you know, uh, superhero on screen." I hope they'll take this and look at that old lady across the street who's grumpy and not and, and 
and say, let me spend a little time with her and find out that she might have been, you know, a model back in the day. She might have been one of the first women to ever work for an automotive company. And, and she laid the groundwork so a person like me could be a woman in the workplace who looks at that, you know, guy who is, you know, the veteran going through some stuff and, and listen to him and say, yo, um, now I'm energized. I want to run for public office or I want to be on the school board or I want to um, give up myself at a veterans organization or look at that man who might have just now he's struggling because of COVID to keep his business open and just say, stop, I'm, I have banking and business development experience. It doesn't cost me anything to give him some pointers to stay afloat. Uh, I say that all because I'm here because I stand on the shoulders of giants and without me getting choked up. Um, you live in a state where if tomorrow you don't open your eyes, you still have no regrets. Right. And that you're thankful for every positive, negative, in-between person that came in your life because they helped you be the person you are. And they're helping you to be the person that you need to be as you go forward to helping somebody else who might um, be in a moment of despair, might be going through depression, might be going through loss of a job, might be not un understanding what it's like to be a, a mom or a dad. And I want people to just go out there from this interview and, and you know, make that change, make that change artistically, professionally, spiritually, mentally. And if that's anything that we can be going forward into this fourth quarter, we are into 2021, which God only knows what that's going to be like, you know, be your best, look for the best in others and look to always enrich and change the world. Those are my final thoughts. Okay. I, I, that's well said. Not, nothing else left to say on that note. Um, I, for those that's watching, listening, Again, I want to say shouts out to my Malvern senior high classmates that, that chimed in today. Um, I appreciate your words more, th more than you know. Um, it, it's good to see so many chimed in. Um, and, and Cecilia, again, I, I thank you for taking the time. Um, I used to think, hey, the Rich James plan, and, and I did that for a long time. And then discover that, hey, I have to follow God's plan and, and his timing is never wrong. It's never wrong. I've come to realize that. Again, I'm not, I'm not the most religious, but one thing I know, yeah, I'm, I'm following his plan. I'm following a different plan than my own. And, and yeah. I'm, thank, I'm thankful for that. Um, I will say my, my featured guest, um, Damon Hall from Guy, he was unable to join today. Oh, um, no. There was, uh, you know, there was an incident that... that that I want to say an instant, but you know, one he's on a, he's in Vegas, so the time the time zone was something, and then he had an emergency. So this is how it happens in the industry sometimes. Um, but rest assured, he will be on the show, um, and I, I wanted to make sure I share that with the viewers. However, I appreciate you taking the extra time to talk. All with right, us. I wondered how I got to stand in the <laughs> gap for this one, but one, that's why I guess you come prepared, and you know. Uh, Next time, you know, I hope, oh gosh, I said next time, like I'm re-inviting myself, but I hope that we Absolutely. Have, well, I hope we have another opportunity to, to, to vibe on some other stuff besides myself, because um, there's, so, there's so many great people 
people out there to talk about and to big up. It's mm-hmm. not just good enough to big up yourself. Facts. Uh, and I think there's a in, one thing is there's an incredible amount of people who are doing stuff right now. And I think, you know, if they only bought for promotion and not having um, brand identity or, or, or something like people don't know that they're doing it, like they could be the next big, big thing. And it's always great to be there on the cusp of breaking somebody or talking about somebody who's like doing that next big thing. Absolutely. And I'll leave it on that. Once again, this was an interview with Cecilia T. Capers. Please go and purchase her book, To Whom Much Is Given. Um, Once again, this is Living a Rich Life talk show. I am your host, Rich James. Um, I want you to continue to, to, to live a life of change, live a rich life. And whatever you do, continue to be inspired to live a rich life. Until next week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Again, shouts out to Malvern Senior High, my alma mater. Till next time. Thanks again, Cecilia. Thank you. Thank you. I trust you. Blessings.